Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch. This is Yowie Central. Welcome to the show. I'm Sarah. This is the place where we deep dive into mysterious phenomena, particularly our hairy forest friends, the Yowies, a.k.a. Australia's Bigfoot, Sasquatch. We also explore other cryptids. We investigate the paranormal realm and anything else kooky and spooky. We want to hear from you if you've seen a Yowie or any other strange entity and you want to share your experience with people who believe you and take you seriously. Here at Yowie Central, we won't laugh at you and we definitely don't do ridicule. If you've seen or experienced anything kooky or spooky, get in touch with me at yowiecentral at gmail.com and you can share your story with me and with the Yowie Central listeners. If you're a bit shy and you're not sure you want to come on the show but you really need to talk to someone about what happened to you, get in touch with us and we can have a chat. Remember, you're not alone. We're here to listen and you can debrief with us if you need to. Well, I'm sitting here in my brand new studio out here on the farm. It's been a long time coming. I've been at the farm mostly full-time for about 18 months and I've been, as I've mentioned on my shows a few times, I've been working out of a caravan and it's been really hard work getting that to happen. If the audio sounds a little strange, it's because I haven't finished 
uh, acoustic treatment of the room yet. So I haven't got bass traps or acoustic panels on the walls or ceiling. So if it does sound a little bit echoey, a bit strange, I'm working on the sound quality and that will improve once I get the full acoustic treatment happening. I can't tell you how excited I am to have my own studio after a year and a half of, as I said, working in the caravan and then the year and maybe even a year and a half to two years before that, putting up with construction noise next door to me uh, where I was in Castlemaine. Out here, it's pretty quiet. I still have Flyboy's aeroplanes taking off and landing quite regularly, but it's a thousand times better than it was before. So I'm really grateful to the universe and to Flyboy for helping me make this happen. Uh, other news is that uh, we've got the Yowie Central Redbubble merchandise store up and happening with beautiful designs by Jasmine Winter, our resident paranormal expert at here at Yowie Central. And so a huge thank you to you lovely people who've already bought merchandise. We've we've sold quite a lot of T-shirts and stickers and it's so exciting to see everyone's enthusiasm. It's, it's just been really heartwarming. If you haven't bought anything yet, Christmas is coming up. <laughs> I can't believe I'm mentioning Christmas in October, but Christmas is coming up and there's all sorts of uh, occasions where you could be sporting an awesome Yowie Central design. If you've been listening to the show and you feel like you want to contribute, we only make a couple of bucks a t-shirt. It's not a lot of money, but um, we are really grateful for any support you can throw our way. And it's so exciting seeing Yowie Central and seeing Jasmine's designs up on on people's bodies. <laughs> it's really cool. I can't. It's it's quite trippy. It's quite a spin out. But it's, it's, you know, after doing the podcast for four years um, to see people so enthusiastically uh, buying our, our T-shirts and our hoodies and our stickers and um, it's really fantastic. There's heaps of different things you can buy with the Yowie Central logo and with Jasmine's designs on them. There's mugs, there's mouse pads, there's stickers, there's T-shirts, there's hoodies, there's bags, there's, you know, tote bags, there's clocks even. Um, there's so many cool things that are available on that Redbubble site. I have posted links in the Yowie Central Facebook group, but I'm sure if you're not a member of that and uh, you're not on Facebook, you can simply go to the Redbubble website and search for Yowie Central and you'll find all the Yowie Central merch there. In other news, I headed up to Queensland just recently for Gary Lynn's Paranormal Night 2 and what a fantastic night. It was just so amazing. What a special group of people. There were lots of really talented energy workers, psychics, really, really interesting, heart-spaced, loving people and I, I had the most amazing night uh, meeting lovely people who I've been communicating with for the last few years via Messenger and some of whom I'd interviewed but I'd never met in the flesh. And it was so lovely to give all of those people a big squeeze and it was also really cool seeing so many people wearing Yowie Central T-shirts. But um, 
Huge thanks to Gary, Lynn and Clyde Watts for putting on that that's very special paranormal night at the Pink Galar up in Beachmont at the Gold Coast hinterland. I can't wait for the next one. I'll definitely be going. And um, I'm even hoping I'll talk Gary and Clyde into coming down to Victoria and holding a paranormal night down here. So stay tuned for that. I'm working on it. What I really did love about that night was Gary and Clyde's focus on uh, kind of a similar approach to uh, what I have with my podcast in that let's get talking about this subject, let's get talking about people's experiences with the paranormal realm and that I'm including Yowie's in that. The more we talk about it, the more we destigmatize it and the more we talk about it in a loving, non-judgmental, non-ridiculing way the better for everyone concerned. And I was really impressed with how Gary and Clyde made that a focus of their night. It's a it's a warm, welcoming vibe where everyone is encouraged to take the mic and share their experiences. And it was with an audience of really loving, supportive people. And I was really touched by um, the the beautiful, beautiful atmosphere. So if you can get to the next one, I highly recommend it. It was such a good night and, uh, and stay tuned if I can talk Gary into coming down to Victoria to put one on down here. Uh, talking about Victoria, I've had two interviews this week of Yowie sightings in Victoria, one over near Mount Disappointment and one in the high country near Mount Hotham at a place called Cassilis. I will share those with you in the up, in an upcoming show. The Mount Disappointment interview was of multiple sightings by two brothers, really fascinating sightings, and I'll share that one with you. And the Cassilis one, the witness doesn't want to come on the show, but is really happy for me to share that experience. So stay tuned for that coming up in the not too distant future. So this week, we're heading to Saskatchewan in Canada. My lovely guest, Tammy, wanted to share with us her amazing Sasquatch sighting and it was such a moving mind expanding experience for her and and you can really hear the emotion in Tammy's voice in this one. Tammy's sighting included an element of mind speak with the Sasquatch being that she saw. Uh, It also included uh, some appearing and disappearing in front of her eyes, something that we've talked about in the past and something that some people have experienced and more and more people are reporting. In fact, after I first started talking about the MindSpeak aspect of Yowie sightings on the show, I've had at least half a dozen people reach out to me to share their MindSpeak experiences with our hairy friends. And Connected with that subject, I know I've mentioned the Sasquatch Message to Humanity by Sunbow True Brother in a few shows lately, and I mention it again in my conversation with Tammy today, And but I realised when I was listening back to it that it might seem a bit repetitive to my listeners, so I, I do apologise for that, but the thing is, the Sasquatch Message to Humanity and what it means made such a massive impact on me and with what I've experienced personally and I'm still experiencing the impact is still ongoing and it's foundational to explore this area I've found 
when going down the path of Yowie research. There are too many reports now of this phenomena to ignore this and dismiss it as imagination or simply uh, people who were frightened and not in their right mind at the time. That explanation doesn't wash for me as far as I'm concerned. So I'm going to keep exploring this subject. If you are easily triggered by the woo-woo aspect of Yowie research, uh, perhaps now's the time to switch off. I'm hoping you don't. I'm hoping everyone is open-minded enough to embrace this area of Yowie research and, you know, um, let's, let's deep dive into this rabbit hole and see where it leads us, huh? So let's jump into today's show. Here's Tammy all the way from Saskatchewan in Canada. First of all, can I just say that I love that we picked a day to meet up because like I study astrology and astronomy and it's actually a, a full moon here today. It's ah, a bright super moon yes. and it's synonymous to shedding a great, a great light on things and a freedom and an openness. So it's a good time for implementing new new ideas and risky projects. So I thought it was just amazing that I don't believe in coincidences. And this was just the perfect day for me to be able to share this with you. So oh, that, that's wonderful. <laughs> I, I, I did have all of my crystals out charging overnight oh, yes. under the moon uh yes. last night and uh, I had but I hadn't actually put it together that that it would be an auspicious day for a chat so that's wonderful <laughs> I'm glad to hear that it's perfect <laughs> fantastic okay so yeah we've lived on the farm here uh, since 2006 it was my husband's grandfather's farm and my mother-in-law lived here until her her death and then we decided that we would we would be caretakers of the farm and so we moved out here in 2006 oh I've been a city girl I mean we lived on a, a bit of an acreage but to be out uh, so removed from people it's been a, a very interesting <laughs> struggle sometimes yeah it's, uh, yep, I you can know, relate to that <laughs> the roads get uh, so snowed in and I'm stranded here for like two three days and my husband works away often so on this day um, I'm usually well, I, I take care of the, the the yard and the gardens and the flowers and I have chickens and some sheep and and on this day it was like a beautiful day in mid July. So it's it's a year. That's just over a year that this has happened. And um, I was working on mowing the lawn, which is a big job. I have a, a little lawn tractor and it takes me, you know, uh, several hours to complete it. So. On this day, I had started in the morning and I did my chores and I started lawn mowing and then I had gone in for dinner and then I came back outside and I have a kind of a pattern that I do. I mow the lawn in the front yard and then mow the lawn and, you know, on the hill and all, all this thing. So I was going down our lane and our lane is uh, quite a, a large, a long lane and I was coming out of the yard and more into the, the bush. And I um, turned around and was coming back. And oh, it was the strangest thing because the lawnmower's running and I have, had, I have my earplugs in. So they're just earplugs. There's no music or anything, just earplugs. 
And as I was coming along this stretch closer to the farm, oh my goodness, something very clearly uh, in my headset, like look to the left or like look over. And I mean, you're watching where you're going because you're mowing the lawn, but I looked over and yeah, it was about maybe 25, 20 yards. My husband says it's not very, they're very far, 20, 25 yards away along the, the trees. There was, was something there. And I mean, we have a lot of trees on the land and we have a lot of wildlife that come through. So just last week, I had two deer in my front yard. So there's always wildlife around. And I couldn't see clearly what it was. I it, it and I was I stopped. The motor was still running. Um, and I I looked and just directly and looking directly at me, there was this being like I it's so difficult to talk about because it was there. Like it and at first I couldn't see it, but as I as the moments passed, it seemed like it got clearer and it was looking directly at me and it had very dark eyes and it was just standing completely still. And um, I just had a hard time registering. It was something that I had never seen before and I didn't feel any fear. There seemed to be that grappling of trying to understand what I was seeing. And then there's this this overwhelming sense of um, whatever I was looking at, it felt like it, these words were coming in my head, ancient and wisdom. And I can't understand what, and I thought, well, maybe what I'm looking at is ancient and maybe full of wisdom. And I was like, just struck with awe. It was like, but those words were so strong in my mind. Like, it's not like I could hear it with my ears. It was just like, I've heard now that I've found uh, other people having experiences that they, they say it's like a mind speak. And when I heard that, that's exactly how I would relate it is it wasn't anything audible, but it was something that was very prominent in my head. Um, and it, it was silvery brown, which when I've listened to podcasts now after this um, experience, I, I, I don't know if I've ever heard of anybody saying a silvery brown, but it was like, it was like a grayish, grayish brown silvery brown and had long hair and the eyes were like just black it had very wide shoulders um and it looked like it was holding a stick so that was I couldn't believe that like it was holding a stick it 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 was and I just kept trying to figure out what I was looking at and at one point through it I mean, I was, I think I was shaking because it was so, I couldn't understand. And I I said in my head, like I didn't say it out with words, but I see you. I I just, I don't know, I I literally could see you. And then um, 
then it slowly began to like disappear. And um, it, it clearly faded and I didn't see any movement, no, any movement at all, like swinging arms or any movement at all. And then it just was gone. It was just gone. So I sat there and I was like, I mean, I, I'm a healthy woman. I don't take any medication. Um, you know, I, I, so I was like, what the heck just happened? And my little tractor was still running and I put it into gear and I just <laughs> drove away. And at that point, it's almost like I pushed this away because it was such a strange thing that happened. And I mean, I didn't speak about this for some time. Like I, I just, it was like, it was unbelievable. And I, I couldn't even believe it myself. You know what I mean? So I got the lawn mowed. <laughs> and then that was, that was that. Wow. What an amazing experience. I, I can still, yes. I can hear that emotion in your voice. It must have been uh, an absolutely paradigm-changing emotional moment. Truly. And so, and Truly you, was. You hadn't really, uh, well, you'd heard of Sasquatch before that moment, I'm assuming. Well, you know, we live in Saskatchewan. Um, and I mean, I grew up in a normal, uh, devout Roman Catholic home. And my grandmother was 80 years with the CWL, like she lived to 106. So the Catholic Women's League, and she often went to church. I mean, I was deemed a sensitive child, kind of by my family. I'd have reoccurring dreams of flying through my neighborhood, <laughs> like I'd go to sleep and then I would dream of flying down the street. Like it was crazy. And I was a, a an avid sleepwalker. So my, my mother would find me in the kitchen feeding the butterflies, but I outgrew that about 13, but we never talked about Sasquatch. Like um, my mother and my grandmother were very interesting ladies. Um, my mom like kind of had an ability to foretell things like one day we were sitting in church and we're, we're there and there's a whole bunch of people in church and she leans over to me and she says, the priest is going to fall down the stairs. And I was like, what the heck? I must have been eight, nine years old. And I, I was, you know, what do you say? And she, sure enough, the priest comes in and he falls flat on the stairs. Yeah, right. So I think that was my first experience with her um, being able to kind of foretell things. And then I guess one of the the other ones that, I mean, there were many instances, but one of the the greatest ones for me was my dad uh, was an avid fisherman and he had fallen out of, well, he had been lost uh, up north fishing. They found the boat, but he wasn't anywhere to be found. So his body was lost. And so it was about two weeks. They, they knew that he had fallen out of the boat. Somebody had witnessed it. Um, but, uh, we're driving and she looks at me and she says, they're going to find his body on Friday at noon. And I felt kind of sorry for her. That was the feeling I felt because she was so distraught. Well, hell at Friday at noon, the police don't contact us. They found his body. Wow. So she was, you know, things like that, but we never had the Sasquatch thing. 
Uh, it was never anything like that. The What happened was I had a granddaughter and she's our only granddaughter, but she was fascinated with Sasquatch at a very early age. She would talk about Sasquatch all the time, when she, even when she was a little kid. So we used to laugh about it. And um, I'd take her out in on a quad. We'd go out and, and we'd go look for Sasquatch. It was, it was so much fun, a great adventure with my granddaughter. And we'd find feathers and we'd find all sorts of things. And, you know, we, but she was convinced of Sasquatch. So one night we were in a trailer in the yard because she'd come down and we'd go. And she woke me up during the middle of the night. And she said that she's seen Sasquatch by the barn. And I was like, I mean, you, you get wake, woken up in the middle of the night. I'm like, go back to sleep. <laughs> but she's like, no, grandma, I seen something. So the next morning we go out and I, there were two like prints. Like, I don't know if they were Sasquatch, but there were two prints. And so I talked to a First Nations lady and she, she said they believed in Sasquatch. And I, I kind of laughed because you figure if there was a Sasquatch, they would have found something by now. You know, the same old story, you know, they'd find bones or hair. I went to university and I'm science-based, so the woohoo stuff never kind of flew with me. Um, but, uh, yeah, we just, my granddaughter was a, an avid believer of it. But it was always kind of something we laughed at <laughs> because I never believed it to be true. When you heard that voice in your head saying, look to the left, was that in your own head voice or was that a, a different voice? Hmm. It was a different voice. I never, ever thought of that. It wasn't my head saying, look to the left. Right. Was it a, a, a male voice, do you think, or a female voice or was that too hard to tell? Well, that's the thing, you know, I wonder often if what I saw was a male or a female, you know what I mean? I've tried to, um, tried to figure that out and I, I really can't say, um, if I was to say it was probably, I, it was, a, a male voice, maybe I would say. What did the, I don't know. no, you're right. Right. Uh, it, it, I can imagine at the time your mind is probably whirling and it might not be that uh, easy to remember all the details too because you're, you're, you mm -hmm. would have been in a bit of shock, I'm guessing, too. Mm -hmm. So with the, the being that you saw, when you first realised that there's something, and did you say it was slightly transparent but then got clearer and clearer? Yes. Yes, yes Sarah. It was, it was like it was... At first, I thought it maybe was a big moose coming out of the trees, but it there was no movement. It was there wasn't any kind of you know swinging or moving. There wasn't anything like that. It's just like it was materializing, like it was strange. Like I have never had an experience with anything like that. Oh, well, it's interesting that you mentioned that and that, that it also faded out uh, at the yes. end because uh, we do get reports and I have had uh, other reports of people 
describing that very thing uh, really? from here in Australia. Yep, that they faded out. Uh, one that I distinctly remember, he saw this enormous yowie that faded from one shoulder to the other. Uh, and then wow. he, he ended up almost on autopilot as if sort of under a spell, ended up walking right through where the yowie that he saw had been, uh, but there was nothing mm. there. But it definitely faded from one side to the other. So the, this being that you saw, you, you said it was silvery, greyish, brown. I haven't heard the silvery before. I've heard a greyish brown, um, mm-hmm. but not the silvery. That's an interesting description. Can you go into a little bit more detail to describe that being? So how tall um, he might have been, or he or she, but if, if you're getting mm-hmm. the feeling it was a he, how tall do you think he was? Well, see, it was it was quite some time after. It was probably like early October, late September, when I finally brought this forward. Um, I had kind of shared it with my husband that I had saw something, and it was kind of a funny thing. Oh, yeah, there's lots of things to see, right? But I was afraid to really tell what I saw. So it was some time after, and then I had a, a close friend, and I did tell her, and it's shocking, right? I mean, I've been a professional person all my life, and then, you know, you move up to the farm, and <laughs> so, you know, things start happening. But we went out there to where I saw it, and that was my first time that I had gone there because I hadn't been there before but in reference to this the trees this thing was tall like it must have been 10 feet tall because I could see exactly from the measurement with the trees I mean something like that's kind of ingrained in your mind and I I could see exactly and when I stood there I could not believe how tall that thing was and it was interesting because this spring we um like where the trees are where this thing was this being was the trees are green but there's like an area around that area that the trees are all like they have not grown like they're brown and even my husband has said you know I said well why are the trees why are they they are not green around where you know this these other trees are and uh, and I've showed it to my friend, and, and it's the most amazing thing. It's like there, I don't know, maybe there was a amount of energy there of some sort, and the trees just they're all they're all brown, like they're they just didn't grow this year. Right. So that was an interesting thing. Yeah. Are they are they dead? The trees are dead. Well, I can send you a picture. They look they have leaves, no leaves on them. It's, but the area where this being was is green, but then all around it is, is on both sides of it is not, the trees didn't grow. So that's that's weird. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, 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 for sure. I haven't, I haven't had something like that reported before. Um, That Uh is very interesting. Did you get a feeling for maybe how wide across the shoulders this being was? If it's about 10 foot tall? Yes, he was very, very tall and very, very wide shoulders. 
like it's and you could see that that stick so there was uh, you know a large arm and then I'm assuming that the other arm was beside but there was the hair was long like long and like a silvery gray and yeah it just it had very very wide shoulders so I did send you a picture. It was about two months after where my friend said, you should draw it, try and draw it if you can. Yes. And so I tried to draw it, um, but it had very large shoulders. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got that here in, in my computer mm-hmm. in front of me. So did you, were you able to see the skin on the face or was it the, all covered in hair? All hair and just the blackest eyes. Like the eyes were, when they looked at me, it was just like, yeah, it was black eyes. They were just, and and not tiny, tiny. They seemed like not real large, but medium. They were pretty, pretty good size, black eyes, um, just looking at me. But when I said, I see you, I don't know why I would have said that. I see you. And it, then it was like there was that confirmation somehow, and then it then it started disappearing. Did the being have any facial expression? Did it move its face? No, nothing. Right, nothing. So, so were you able to see the nose and the mouth under that hair, or was it too difficult to make out? No, you couldn't see. It was just hair. It was definitely, it was long hair. Like it wasn't like fuzzy hair. You know what I mean? Yeah. And was it, was, it was like long hair. Was it the same length hair on the face and on the rest of the body or was some of yes. it longer than the other? No, it was because when he, that being holding the stick, you could see, you know, the way that that hand was. Yeah, it was long hair. I'd say it was maybe six, five, six inches long. It was long hair. And so with the two arms, you've got one of the arms holding a stick. So the elbow's a bit bent and it's mm-hmm. holding a stick in its hand. Were you able to see the, the hand or the fingers on, on the stick? No, because it seemed like it was closed around there. No, I couldn't see any fingers. That's okay. Um, I could see the top of the stick a little bit and then the bottom of the stick. And that's one of the things I thought, well, maybe when I go, when we went there, when we go to that place, I would see the stick. Maybe it was just laying there, but there was no stick like that. It must have been a long stick compared to its height. You know, I was thinking maybe when when we went to look that maybe that stick would still be there. Oh, that's interesting, but it wasn't there. No. Right. No, it wasn't. It seemed like, I mean, this was two, probably two months after, so July, August, September. Yeah, it was close to the end of September when we went there. And it, I'm, I don't know, it seemed like the gr- ground was kind of flattened there my friend said, well, look at it. But I mean, there's a lot of, like I said, wildlife around. So it could have been, maybe something was there, you know, but it looked like the grass had been, you know, was, was disturbed, not completely flat, but it looked disturbed. 
Right. And and it's interesting that the stick wasn't there. So the stick must have ma- materialised yeah. and dematerialised with the being, which is really interesting, mm-hmm. isn't it? I wonder mm-hmm. how I wonder how that works. Um, I wonder how that works <laughs> because it's so far out. Like it's just hard to even. Yeah, I mean, even if the stick would have been there, that would have been you know very cool. But yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that would have really confirmed what I saw. You know, because when you see something like this, it's like you kind of you know like did I really see that? Like how could that possibly be? But I, I did see it, and it was there, and I'm an old enough woman to acknowledge that, you know, <laughs> that I saw something. Yeah, absolutely. I did hear, I did read, actually, um, The Sasquatch Message to Humanity by Sunbow True Brother. I'm not sure if you've heard that. I've mentioned it in my show a few times. Uh, he's from your country. Uh, he's over in Quebec, actually, and uh, he channeled a message through an elder Sasquatch by the name of Kamu. And Kamu explained how the physics works, how they can become invisible and how they can slip between dimensions. So, And it had something to do with raising the electromagnetic frequency of their body to faster than the speed of light, which then one of the the uh, consequences of doing that is that light is not reflected off them but refracted. And so you can sometimes see, and this is what some people sometimes report, seeing an outline of a huge bipedal being, but it's pixelated and it's the same colour as the background and it looks like it has that yes. that that uh, cloaked effect, like that movie, The Predator. And so mm. uh, Sunbo channeled this message, and and part a lot of that was de- was description. Uh, sorry, was an explanation as to how they can disappear at will, and how they can become yes. invisible. And and that was part of how they do that was raising their electromagnetic frequency. I'm, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not, I'm not exactly sure how all of that works either, but that was how well, this it was explained. Is, yeah, well, this is the thing is, I mean, I sent you the message in March, right? Um, I mean, February 21st, I addressed the email, but on May 11th, when you did episode 132, and I heard your interview with Sumbo True Love, it's uh, True Brother, um, and the communication with the Yahweh people that there's something bigger going on and that they are reaching out to people all around the world, right? Yes. And they are making an effort to help us. So when he said that, I just about fell off my seat because there is another gentleman that I follow called Rory Duff. He's, he lives in the United Kingdom He's a geobiologist, and he uh, is the leading pioneer in the world in the understanding, like, of ley lines and earth energies. Oh, interesting. Um, so he, he does earth mystery researching, Rory Duff, and he's created this sacred network, and people are meeting, like, on Harmony Days, like the solstice and equinoxes, and he said that we are being helped along by, by these beings. So when Sunbo said they are making an effort to help us, and 
1808, there was 18 minutes and eight seconds left in that interview. And Sunbo said, they're trying to remind us to our ancient wisdom. I just about fell off my seat because ancient wisdom were those two words that were so strong. And I thought maybe the being I was looking at was ancient and full of wisdom. But I think he, that Sunbolt said, they're trying to remind us to our ancient wisdom yeah. and who we are and what we are doing here. Um, and oh, I, I just got I just I got goosebumps when you were explaining that. <laughs> oh, Sarah, I cry because those two words were so strong that came forward, ancient wisdom, and I couldn't understand it until I heard that podcast because they're trying to remind us to our ancient wisdom and and who we are and what we are doing here. And he said that they they made a promise that there be more and more people communicating with them right yes and uh, the idea is becoming more and more accepted um because of it explains the unexplained questions and our origins and the and the explanation of our history and i tell you when i heard that it was just like it, it confirmed and it matched everything i think you know in understanding after listening to that episode was that you know, we we are on a mission in healing, helping our world, and these beings are, are there, as Rory Duff and as Sunbo True Brothers said, is you know, they're they're helping us along. Yeah. They're helping they, us along. They absolutely are. So it sounds like uh, your Sasquatch appeared to you for a specific reason and was reaching out to you specifically because you're he or she, you, you got the feeling was he, so we'll call him a he. Um could could sense your soul and your heart and could sense that you are open to to the message that that he was trying to convey and and obviously you you are because you heard it loud and clear Mm -hmm. well you said on one of your podcasts and thank you for sharing because you've shared a few things you know your communications that are occurring um and I'm I'm really inspired to to try and make that connection out here as well. And I was in the garden um, in July fourteenth, um, I think it was when I, and I I believe that that being was there because I was in the garden and my husband was in the house, and the dogs were up by the house and my garden's a little ways and I could hear something in the bush, I could hear something in the bush. And I could be a wildlife, but it could be this being. And, you know, I, I just, I feel no fear. And I, you know, I was happy. I felt grateful if, if I was, you know, I couldn't see anything. My back was turned toward to behind me and I didn't turn around. It was, my back was facing that direction. So, but I think that there is something you said there's three things that they remind us, a spiritual experience. Well, then I can't remember the other two. Uh, I think it was um, they appear to us for, for for a spiritual awakening. For That was for mm-hmm. some people. For other people, 
if they're doing the wrong thing and they are out in a forest chopping down trees or clearing mm-hmm. um, or hunting or doing, uh, but hunting in a, in a way that's not for subsistence, but um, uh, hunting in a way that is unsustainable um, or um, what was the other one? I think it was uh, the, the, the main, the main things were spiritual awakening for people who are ready for that and uh, a warning to those who are doing the wrong thing. Mm. And I have a feeling it's either those who are doing the wrong thing in the bush or those that are on a really, really negative path. And mm-hmm. I, yes, so from, from what, I, what I remember uh, from Sunbow's teachings, but also um, an original Australian or a couple of original Australians I was speaking to both shared that with me as well, that it was for those reasons. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I, I think they seem to be, since, since I started talking about the mind speak um, subject and talking about Sunbow's work, I've had half a dozen people so far reach out to me and say, oh, my God, I can't believe you were talking about this because this has been happening to me and I thought mm-hmm. I was going crazy and I didn't know mm-hmm. what was going on and, and it, now it all makes sense. And it, it's really, wow. Tammy, it's really happening around the world uh, and mm-hmm. you're one of those people now that they've, they've chosen and they've reached out to you. Mm-hmm. I wonder, did it, did it inspire you in any way? to do anything different or to change your life or to, to maybe pursue uh, more of a path that you were perhaps already starting on? Oh, absolutely. It's, you know, at initially when it happened, um, I didn't have the information that I do now. And I started listening to podcasts and I come across different I mean, I even Googled in Saskatchewan if there's been, you know, sightings. And, but somehow, and I, but again, I'm going to reiterate that I don't believe in coincidences. And I was led to Yowie Central. Um, so the sharing of these encounters has been a great help to try to come to understanding. But um, there's so many different experiences that people have. Some are so afraid and some are... You know, um, it's there's a whole range of experiences, but for me, it has been a total life changing experience because I know what I saw and I know what I experienced, and especially hearing the podcasts and the care and support that you have given, so that people can come forward to share these stories, gives a kind of a um, I don't know, it's it's life changing. Oh, that's so, that's so wonderful to hear. I, I sometimes, uh, I sometimes, particularly when it comes to the Facebook group that I, I run for Yowie mm-hmm. Central, I sometimes, uh, <laughs> that's the, that's the bit that I really struggle with Challenge. because there's so yes. many negative people mm-hmm. out there who probably wouldn't say anything to your face but I'm more than happy to be rude and mocking and happy to laugh at people and bully people mm-hmm. online. Uh, it's quite cowardly, really, in, in my in my view. But it it it's taking quite a lot of uh, strength and energy to maintain that stance. And I'm and I'm really I'm really quite strict on it. And sometimes I think, oh God, because I, I do cop quite a lot of 
crap, I, I, I end up yes. having to remove people from the group sometimes yes. and those people get very angry and send me unpleasant messages um, mm-hmm. because I call them out on their their ridiculing, bullying behaviour. Uh, in fact, I had mm-hmm. some. I had someone. I called someone out on it recently, and and uh, he said to me that if people can't, if people get upset over being laughed at with that laughing emoji, you know, people can react mm-hmm. and simply put a laughing emoji. And I've, I'm quite strict on that because y- you're basically laughing at someone and you're shutting mm-hmm. them down with that. You think that little emoji is harmless and it's not a big deal, but it actually is that the 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 feeling that you're you're sending out to the world with and to the person you're laughing at is a really negative, nasty, uh, toxic emotion that you're sending to that person. And um, absolutely. And what it does when when you flick that little carelessly flick that little emoji out is that there are sensitive people or traumatized people or people who have been bullied in the past and are too frightened to to share their experiences now that shuts all of those people down so Mm -hmm. so I was trying to explain I went to some length to explain to this this person that (laughs) that he thinks it's harmless and and mundane and it's not a big deal Uh, and he also Mm -hmm. said that he thinks that people who get upset at that shouldn't be on the internet and I was wow. like, wow, so you, you really, you're suggesting to me that anyone who's not as tough as you, who can't shrug that stuff off, shouldn't be on the internet and shouldn't be participating in society by, by extension. You're saying that they can't, yes. you know, if someone is sensitive <laughs> and is, is affected by that. So I, I feel very strongly about holding space for people who, uh, yes, who, who who have had in, in the most incredible experience happen to them and and haven't been able to share because they're too frightened of uh, bullies who are going to laugh at them. Um, so so thank you. I really really appreciate you saying that to me because I it it does take uh, it takes quite a lot of strength to keep that side of it going. Uh, because yes. I do cop a lot of negative energy directed my way because of that. But luckily, yes. I'm good at. I've I've had some good teachers who've taught me how to put it put a <laughs> put a discerning shield, energetic shield around me. So most of that energy uh, eventually just washes off. But it it some of it good. penetrates a little bit, and it it bothers me, and it stays with me for a few days, and then I can shake it off. Of course, but, um, but, yes. But yeah, it's it is really important to me that that. People like you who've had the amazing experience that you've had uh, f- feel safe enough to share with me, and that that means the absolute world to me. So I, I really appreciate you, you saying that. Oh, thank you. But no, what you're saying is true because this feels important, especially listening to that episode with Sumble True. And there's more people coming forward. Um, and being and having this communication or these, you know, experiences, whatever it may be, but to be able to, like, even the ladies that were here last night, like, I would never, ever speak this, because it's so, it's just, you know, somebody might make a, a, a laugh, 
you know, and that hurts. It does. <laughs> it know? really does, it does, doesn't it? It does. I'm trying to explain to people, I'm trying to get through to people <laughs> online that that, la- that little laugh, whether it be in emoji yeah. form or real life, emoji, yeah. really hurts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And consequently, it's so serious. Pe- yes. And consequently, people clam up. But exactly right. Because mm-hmm. your experience was really serious and really spiritual and really important to you. And to be mm-hmm. laughed at when you're sharing that uh, mm-hmm. is, is like a dagger in your heart, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now to this point, I mean, it does, especially after that episode with Sumbo True Brother about them reminding us of our ancient wisdom and who and why we are doing this. Um, and our mission is to heal and helping the world, which you are doing. And I struggle now because I'm retired and I, you know, how can I help and how can I heal? How can I make, you know, my part in all of this now? Because it seems somehow this was life changing. And yes, I can still sit out here retired gardening, taking care of chickens and watching sheep, but it's, there's something happening and it's something important. And now I'm hoping to find what it is now that I have to do next. But I was so excited to talk with you. And I know all your talks that you've talked with other people, how much they have helped me. And, you know, so I wanted to be brave and come out and share this. So, Oh, you, you, I, you are being very brave. <laughs> and by sharing, you are so, so contributing to getting the word out to mm-hmm. people that uh, so there is something happening. And those, those ancient ways... The wise mm-hmm. ways, the, the and the way we used to live. I've, I, people need reminding that human mm-hmm. beings have kind of gotten off track, and we we don't look after the planet, we don't look after ourselves no. or each other very well. So mm-hmm. the reminder is getting back to uh, getting back to ancient ways of living, where you're not polluting everything, you're not damaging things just to live you're you're Mm -hmm. uh i I think there's there's a lot of recalibrating rejigging redoing that human beings need to to do Mm -hmm. and that's the truth you know it's like living out here this was my husband's grandfather's but i don't feel that we own this land we're care we're caregivers to this land right now trying to make sure that you know not all the trees because in saskatchewan right now the farmland is of value and everybody is cutting down the trees, you know, and things like that. And it's like even growing a garden, my garden, it's, you know, the garden grows, I just kind of care for it, you know, I kind of water it, but it's really nothing that I do. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) It's not I grow a garden, but I, I care and tend a garden. But it's I think we have to really be respectful of what is happening. And there's something going on and it's just to be and all you know to 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 listen quietly enough to try to figure out what's going on yes yes to listen with your heart to listen and, yes. and lead with your heart i think is one of the big messages coming through mm-hmm. is to pay less attention to your head and more attention to your heart mhm yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yes. We we we've, we've just found out that they're going to put a high transmission, high voltage transmission line all the way through 
this area, like only a, a, a kilometer away from our farm, on the other side of our farm. So really? we we yeah we might end up with a big fight on our hands to try yes. and stop that um, because they're they're going to put high voltage lines through wetlands, through farmland, through um, some beautiful nature reserves and uh, we're, we're, we're quite concerned about it. Of so course. We, we might end up with a bit of a fight on our hands. That's part of the problem. We, we, we've, I think we, we, the way we, the way we uh, use power and is, is, is we've messed it all up. Um, yes. And I've, I've got, a, there's a few Facebook groups that look at, that cover um, alternative ways of creating power and they, they talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the, the Tesla inventions when he was around and that he had mm-hmm. developed. Earth energy. Yes, earth energy yes. and electro agriculture. Um, yes. Uh, so there's there's a lot, I don't yes. know that much about it, but there's a lot, a lot of people who are actually looking into developing uh, self-sustainable ways of power and of farming, so that we're not using. Yes. Um, so, so that the, the 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 practices that we're using aren't destroying the earth in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't that the truth? Yeah. That electroculture, we uh, have done experiments with that. We just took a copper wire and wrapped it around a stick, and put it next to one plant. How did it go? And. Sarah, it is amazing. Oh, really? it, it was watered at the same time. It's it, it exposed to the exact same light. They're side by side. And that silly little stick with that copper wire on it is, is, is harnessing some sort of an energy. I don't know if it's from the sun or from the ground or what, but the plant is bigger. And I mean, you can follow it on, you know, there's lots of people that are experimenting with it. But again, it's fascinating that there's, of course, earth energies and, you know, you can, you can harness them, you know? Yes. yes. So. (laughs) And did you end up coiling it? Sorry, go on. It's the care, right? It's given, you know? I was just going to say, did you end up coiling it? Clockwise or anti-clockwise? Because I know clockwise. it's clockwise looking down at it or going from, from the ground up. From the ground, it's clockwise. Yes, from the ground up, it's clockwise. It's clockwise. It's, yes. Right. Yes. Because <laughs> yes, there's, there's all this confusion in the in the Facebook groups that I'm in about whether it's got to go from the clockwise or anti-clockwise <laughs> from the ground up. And if you do it the other way... You're, you're pulling nutrients and everything out of the ground, but if you do it the, the proper way, you're you're pulling energy into the ground. Oh, I see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. Like I just because I thought about the way that the water goes down um, the drain, right? I thought, well, it's you know clockwise, so that I would just wrap it clockwise. And it goes clockwise from the ground up. So I hope I have it right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it must be you must have it right if the plant if the it's, plant hasn't yeah, died. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, the plant is significantly bigger than the other one. Wow. So, but I wonder. It must have worked. I wonder because we're in the southern hemisphere and now the water goes down the drain in the opposite <laughs> direction. I wonder which yeah. way I have to do it now, though. <laughs> yeah, to think about that. <laughs> I'll have to do a little control experiment and do one of each and see which one survives and which one doesn't. <laughs> yes. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oh, yeah, no, and that's what we have to be open to these experiences because things are changing so quickly. And that experience, for sure, was uh, unlike anything that has ever occurred to me. And, you know, the thing is, is I often lay in bed at night and I'm thinking, I wonder, you know, if, if, if like sharing the experience, it could, my neighbor, like five miles down the road could have had, could have had an experience too. You know what I mean? Or yes. somebody else. Yes. And, and they just haven't said anything or anything like that. But people of a like mind seem to be gathering together. People that are, you know, like this lady that I did share with, she came out with me to the, to the site and, you know, um, she, she didn't laugh at me and she, she listened very, you could tell she was listening yeah. And so it was nice to be able to share it with her and, yeah. and share it with you today. And and so have you had any further experiences? Have you felt them around or heard them or seen them since then? Yes. Well, see, it's July 14th. I was in that garden and I, I don't know, I felt something. And it was like it was almost warm. I felt very warm and I could hear something behind me. Um I mean, the being that I saw wasn't moving or didn't move, but there was like, it was like um, a presence behind me. I could hear something and it just sounded like a stick crack or something. And then I was like, well, it, it almost feels like there's somebody or some being there. And I never turned around, but, but I mean, we did have one experience out here in February of 2018 and I can send you a picture of it. I was in the house and this light came on the barn. Like it must've been 40 below out here. And um, the sun was coming up. It was early in the morning, like nine, well, eight thirty, something like that. And this light on the opposite side of where the sun was coming up, I'll send you it. It looks, it looks interesting. And we've never, ever had um, that ever happen again. I stood right in front of the light because I thought it was a reflection of some sort from maybe the house or something, but it seemed like the light was coming up from very high above because I stood right in front of it and I waved my arms and, and I, it didn't cast a shadow, but I'll send you the video because it was so interesting. I videotaped it. Oh yes, um, I'd love to and see it's, that. 
It, that's a cool one. Yes. And then, yeah, the other experiences we have seen, uh, like lights in the trees and that started, um, in about, Oh, let me think. We moved out here in 2006. So it was probably about 2016. There is, um, we saw some lights in the trees and we, I thought, well, must be somebody out there because there's a huge bunch of land that we're the only ones that have trees on. So there's a lot of people that come onto the land and go hunting, right? So it was, we could see these lights in the trees and there's no way that if it was somebody on foot, because the trees are so dense, you can't drive a tree through uh, a car through there, that it was moving so fast. So I have seen lights, um, like small balls of light. And I've mentioned it to my son and I said, it's way far out there. And he's like, well, how do you know it's real far out there? Maybe they're closer in the yard, <laughs> but it looks like it's out way far out in the trees. But that's the only other thing that's been happening out here is we've seen some lights um, and they move very quickly through the trees. Right. And are they there? Are they there for a long time when you've seen them? No, they're, no, I mean, they just, they're there and then they're gone. Like I, initially I thought it's somebody that is hunting out there with or night hunting with a flashlight, but there's no way they could move through the trees that fast um, in that area. Like, cause my window looks south and where I sit, I can see. So at night, of course, on on farm, there's nobody out here, so we never have any curtains. <laughs> we, did, we don't close yeah, curtains or anything. <laughs> well, it gets the windows are open all the time, so at yeah. night I sit there and and I can see, and it's dark, of course, and then you'll see this light or these lights. It's maybe happened two, three times. It's not doesn't happen all the time, but um, I've heard some people talk about seeing lights and things like that. So I find that very interesting as well yeah were they what color were they white white like, lights. like a white light like a torch bright yeah. yeah bright right. bright lights and were they moving up and down or so do you, you reckon like looking like they were weaving between the trees or something yeah well they do go up and again if, if you're thinking about how far away that is you know an upward motion that it looks quite like they move up or down. So it's probably a, a good distance up, you know, and, and then horizontal. But the one time that we saw them, it was the middle of winter. And my husband's, well, like, there's can't be anybody out there because there's like six feet of snow. Like, so what are they? You know, what I, I said, well, maybe somebody's on a skidoo. But again, it's the trees are so thick to get that fast through the trees in a skidoo, it wouldn't be possible. So that's, yeah, we've had two or three encounters with that. It's interesting. I, I no, I've noticed that people who report uh, Yowie sightings to me often have seen orbs as well, uh, maybe mm -hmm. not necessarily at the, exactly the same time, but mm -hmm. in a similar area. And yes. I, I've often wondered whether the orbs have to do with uh, the the Sasquatch people or the Yowie people um, and the energy that they, they use to move mm -hmm. around. I, I'm not sure. And I do recall 
uh, I think Sunbo has talked about that in maybe book two or book three. I've 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 mm. halfway book I've read book one and two, and I'm halfway through book three. But then I pick, I've I put it down a couple of weeks ago because I had lots of other stuff going on and I I um I can't remember. <laughs> I've got a few I've got a stack of books that I that I need that I've got to read. Um but I he did he does mention orbs. I just can't remember right now what he said about it, but I'll have to look it up mm-hmm. and I'll let you know if I find out. Oh, I'd appreciate that. Yeah. So so may I ask you a question? Of course. Uh, um, when you, I know the communication part, I, I should read book one and then maybe that would give um, some idea how to enter to begin a, a communication because like I said in the garden it felt like there was a, a very warm presence behind me but you know I, I don't know do you speak uh, it, like out loud or I just enough in your head like I did when I saw that being I, I see you maybe that all that's how the communication is to to do right how it yeah. how it is yeah well you can do you can do either speaking in in your mind works just as well you can speak mm-hmm. aloud as well I've, I've done both and and mm-hmm. they they understand they respond to to both uh, because mm-hmm. what I what I think is happening is while they while you're speaking your your mind is um, is thinking what you're saying, and so they're they're understanding, they're getting the the picture from your mind of what what it is you're saying. So it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. that, what, what language you're speaking in; they are they're understanding the mind picture that you have while you're talking. Um, I can only I can I'll share how how it works with me. I find sitting quietly and br- deep breathing and focusing on do you know what I mean when I say your heart space yes I do yeah so these beings in my experience and from what I've learned from Sunbow and from other people who communicate with them is that they communicate with their heart space their 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 heart-spaced beings and Mm -hmm. so one of the one of the most effective ways I've found of reaching out to them is filling my heart with gratitude for them and gratitude and love for them and sending that, just visualising, sending uh, a big ball of, of or, or um, a gush of love from my heart to them, to them and keeping that, that loving energy present while you are then reaching out to them and I find that's how it works for me it doesn't always I don't always necessarily feel like when I do that they've connected with me in fact it's yes. it's it's often it often happens more when I'm doing interviews and talking about them I suddenly get goosebumps and 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 uh like a, a tingly sensation up and down my back and my mm-hmm. head tingles and and I then I realize oh they're listening into me they can hear me now they're 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 mm-hmm. here um so it's so yeah so to answer your question you can use your head voice you can use your your speaking voice uh, but it's more about the the heart space and the and the loving energy reaching out to them is how it works so if you wanted wow. to start if you wanted to start a conversation with them um, which I'm sure you, I'm positive you can now because they've reached out to you themselves they're probably yes. waiting for you to reach out to them now mm-hmm. um, so 
sitting quietly under a tree, maybe out there where you saw this this bean. Yes. Just sit there quietly, do that regularly and try and kind of quieten and still your mind from all the other, the busyness that often goes on. If you get into a sort of a meditative uh, frame of mind in a meditative space and pay attention to those. So if you suddenly get uh, goosebumps or something tingle, your head tingles or your back tingles or you feel warm all of a sudden um, mm-hmm. or you get images into your mind, mm-hmm. then that could be them reaching out to you. Im- important and the, the loving energy is really important. So you're you're attracting them rather than any other being that operates on the astral plane. Yes, because yes. there are there are many other beings and entities out there. It, when you when you yes. start opening yourself up, you you are opening up to the possibility of other beings wanting to contact you. And the stronger your light is, the brighter that your light is. The more, the more, the more loving and, and good person that you are, the more you attract other beings of all kinds. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and dark beings are attracted to the light. So it's about holding the energy that you're putting out, that it be loving energy. Um, I see. Yeah. So do you have any, what, one of the things that's really helped me is I have two people who are my teachers and uh, they have really advanced skills in this area and they they have very clear images and very clear conversations with the Yowie people. I've been lucky enough to have conversations with them where they're talking to my the Yowie I talk to and they, I can do a really clear question and answer. Uh, format and that really helps because I, I don't yes I'm still working on developing my skills and and it, it's not often it's not always as clear-cut as asking them a question and getting a really clear answer in a voice that's really understandable mm-hmm. it doesn't always happen like that and sometimes it's a bit blurry and I'm not really sure if I've connected or not and I'm not really getting much or, or I suspect that it's just my stream of consciousness talking to me rather than another being. Yes. Um, so it can be a little bit confusing. So I don't know if you have, uh, and perhaps if you if you want a teacher and you put keep that in your mind, somebody will appear in your life that has that deep connection. Do you know anyone wow. else who, who's really psychically connected? No, no, nothing like that. So maybe it's a question of, Keeping that intention, that right? intention of mm-hmm. wanting to find a teacher, a teacher mm-hmm. who is really, I mean, I, I can, you could book a session with uh, my, my the, one of my teachers is a shaman called Daryl. You've probably heard me talk about him on, yes. on my show. Yes. So he's, yes. You, you can, you can book a session with him. He, he lives oh, in, he's I would a, love that. yeah, he's a, he's Australian, but he lives in Sweden and he does mm-hmm. sessions via Skype. So, or you could do it via messenger as well, like we're doing now. Um, oh, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Yes. I, that feels like it would be something that I would really like to do. So he, his website is called Three Worlds Shamanic Healing. Three World Shamanic Healing. Three, three for, you know, number three, Three Worlds. Oh, three World. Yep. Three Worlds Shamanic Shaman- Healing. 
Mm-hmm. I'll send you. I'll send you a, a, a link to it. Um, he does charge for his for his work, which is of fair course, enough because yes. you know you, to make a living, you you have to do yes. that. Um, yes. But it's not. He. It's not out. He's not outrageously expensive. He, he mm-hmm. just he he charges what he needs to. But um, I've found I, I have him and another spiritual healer and friend, and they've really helped me learn how to do this and to get some clear answers sometimes when I'm feeling really frustrated because I, I get a little mm. bit impatient because I'm not making as <laughs> fast a progress as I want to. <laughs> um, well, I'm not naturally gifted like this. I wasn't. I did wasn't. I grew up in mm-hmm. a Catholic household as well and um, this kind of thing was not encouraged and, and certainly no one in my family had any you know, psychic gifts or, or uh, clairvoyance mm-hmm. gifts or anything like that. It's never been part of my, my family life. So mm-hmm. so I don't – I'm sort of – I feel like I'm a bit running to catch up and behind the eight ball because I, I don't have mm-hmm. – I didn't have that history. So finding a teacher I think would be really beneficial to you, someone who can help guide you through this. Um, yes. You, you could well, you even... Know, sorry, go on. Sorry, Sarah, I interrupted. You know, I never realized my mother, like I, that really didn't come up until I started thinking about, you know, was there any unusual experiences in my childhood? And that came up about my mom because I hadn't really... And yes, we of course, there was never anything like that ever discussed. I mean, there was never anything talked about that wasn't very religious you know what I mean but to have somebody to help along because things have changed now it seems this last year it it has changed things and that would be of great help you know to to moving forward you could also try I'm I'm sure if you reached out to Sunbow to ask his advice he's so lovely and generous um he, he he might be able to to give you more information as well, he's got a, a website, um, and it's called Scenic S C E N I C, and that's the uh, what does it stand for? Um, something about Sasquatch and uh, something about communication between wow. interspecies communication. Um, mm. So you could look him up and get in touch with him for 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 ideas about how to. How to how to to go about creating that relationship, that connection with them? Oh, I I would love that because it was his he, listening to him that when he spoke, it was just like holy, holy hell! That's that's it. That's you know it. what I mean? Yes, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean because that's how I felt when I read his book. It was like, oh my god, this is it. <laughs> It just it resonated so strongly with me, stronger mm. than anything ever has before. Yes, um, it, yes. Was, it really it really blew my mind, and I, and I thought because it's resonated so strongly, I have to pursue this. I have to go down this path mm-hmm. and explore this, even though I'm going to cop ridicule, and even though I could potentially lose listeners mm-hmm. uh, because there's a lot of people out there who can't accept this this woo woo no. mind speak side of research things yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. I look I within five minutes of posting that show so not long enough for anyone to have listened to the show I immediately got a comment about that I'd lost all credibility as a researcher because I was interviewing Sunbo and talking about Mindspeak yep 
Um, really? Yeah. He hadn't even listened to the show and he got and he criticised wow. me for losing all credibility. So mm-hmm. um, that was very uh, – was confronting and uncomfortable, but I, I decided that it was too important not to explore and share. I, that, that mm-hmm. It was more important to me to reach people like you, Tammy, than mm-hmm. to care about what people who aren't who aren't resonating who this is not resonating with them it's not maybe not the path that they're meant to go down or they're not ready mm-hmm. for it whatever that I, I needed to not care uh, not worry about those people and focus on the people who are ready for this message and ready for this yes. information so uh, so so yeah finding finding it finding a teacher Finding a teacher really helped. Um, oh, I, I like that. Thank you. Sunbo also suggested if you do live in an area where you have Sasquatch activity um, to find a spot, a sacred spot, a spot that you feel is a special spot and, and that will call you. If you walk around there, you'll find a, a tree or a particular place where you can leave gifts perhaps. I was going to ask you about that. That yeah. was my next question. Yes. So he, you, you could leave uh, fruit or you could leave uh, mm-hmm. marbles or crystals or little trinkets. You know, uh, Sunbow has, has uh, locks, in dreadlocks in his hair, so he's, he leaves uh, a dreadlock every now and then. Or um, I, I've, what I, something that I started doing when he mentioned that, I thought, well, I don't really want to chop any of my hair off, but... Um, I, cause I've got long hair and I, I like it. So, so what I do is I keep the hair from my hairbrush and I keep that in wow. a, in a Ziploc bag. And when I've got enough mm-hmm. of that, I, um, I kind of, I plait it and I make it into a little, a bracelet or, or just a, just a plait. Yes. And I leave that as a gift, um, in, you know. In wow. Plate. I like that. Yeah. That's so personal. That's being a part, right? Yes. That's, that's cool. Yeah. A really special gift from me to mm-hmm. um, the Yowie people. I actually have, I had this a beautiful conversation with uh, a psychic medium last week and she, she was quite remarkable in, in what she was telling me with regards to uh, our hairy friends. And uh, we had actually my, my, my Yowie was sitting there looking in her bedroom window, talking to her <gasps> while she was talking to me. Um, yeah, she wow. could see him really, really clearly. Um, Is that right? Yes, yes. And he has a uh, – he's he's a dark brown, burgundy brown, which is what uh, what I already knew. But he also has a grey a gray streak on his head and uh, he mm. was pointing to it as though he was saying, I'm proud of this because I'm, I'm means I have, I have wisdom. I'm, I'm older and I laugh because I've got a grey streak there as well. Uh, <laughs> I said, oh, wow, we're, we're twins. <laughs> wow. Um, so she mentioned to me that I have, because of the work that I'm doing and because I'm shining a, a bright light, I, I'm also attracting some negative energy entities and so as I a re- heard uh, yeah, yeah your foot on the bed yes yes <laughs> but so yes, apparently here at the farm I've I've because of that I have two little brown jacks or junjadi which they're they're they look like a, a sasquatch but they're a, mm-hmm. a, a little version so they're only maybe three to four foot tall they work in the spirit realm most of the time mm-hmm. and they 
chase after bad entities, negative like demons and and bad spirits. Mm -hmm. And so she told me that because of the important work that I'm doing, I've got two little bodyguards here on the farm making sure that I'm safe and that we're safe here on the farm. So I left, when she told me that, I've left a, a, a bucket, a plastic bucket with a lid with two apples, two plaits of my hair and a handful of marbles um, as a gift for them. Um, so I, I haven't touched it yet. I left it a few days ago, but that's okay. The, the, mm-hmm. It's the gesture that's there and, and if, they, if they want to, if they mm-hmm. want it, they can have it, but they don't, they don't need to touch it if they don't want to. But I wanted to make that gesture of a thank you mm-hmm. for, for, for having my back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is interesting Uh, because I just heard about, well, around here they're calling them little people, but the First Nations people, we have a lot of First Nations people, they're saying that um, these little people are, well, I mean, even I, my ancestry is Irish. I mean, you hear about, you know, the little people and fairies and and whatnot, but they, um, they're having great experiences apparently with these little people um in well not so close to where i am but there's there's several reserves around the, the city of north battleford and there's talk of these little people so i they're there to help i guess for sure hey to keep you safe yeah yeah absolutely um one of my earlier shows i interviewed uh, a man called joel and he was was given one of these little Junjadi. So, so from what I understand, they believe that they exist in in the flesh in in our three D world, but they mm-hmm. their spirits can travel on the astral plane very easily. And when they die, their spirits are still there on the astral. And so, Joel was given by an original Australian. He was given one of these spirits, and he. So he and and his little Junjadi spirit, Brownie is his his name, they go hunting demons and and getting rid of negative entities um, that are bothering people. Yes. I think I heard one of those podcasts. Yeah, yes. Referring to that. Yes, yes. So I've got two of those little fellas here on the farm uh, helping keep me safe, which is pretty very special. Very special. And do you have a couple dogs? You still do have a couple dogs. Yes. You lost one dog, right? Yeah, I did lose one dog, but we've still got we've still got two. Uh, one Good. one very big noisy one, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and another little little quiet one. Um, mm-hmm. So they but they they notice when there's activity around. I've 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 mm-hmm. noticed my big dog. He's the guard dog, and I've noticed him barking and whining quite a lot recently. Yes. Yes. Um, but I'm not afraid for them, though. Do you do you feel fear for them? No. Fearful of them at any? I don't either. No, I've, I, I've I've said very clearly to the Yowie people around, and I say it regularly: mm-hmm. don't hurt my dogs. They're, they're I love them like my children, and they're they're mm-hmm. my family. So mm-hmm. please don't hurt them. And I was talking to another lovely friend of mine who has a mind speak connection with. Yowie's up on her property. She lives up in Queensland. She's a long way away from me, but she talks to her her Yowie quite a lot. And he told her very clearly when we were on the phone talking about this, she heard a voice saying, tell Sarah not to worry. The dogs are in no danger. They won't hurt their dogs. Mm. They're safe. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I don't worry for them. Um, do you, mm-hmm. do you, you, you don't worry for yours either? No, no, not at all. Not at all. I, I, I don't. And, and, the, and I know that they're aware of, of the being because there's been since this incident, um, like some nights they are, you know, they're barking or they're, they're singing. I call it singing. They howl, um, you know, they'll be howling, but, um, no, I'm not afraid for them at all. But I, 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 you know, I've heard some podcasts, of course, there's such a range of, of information up there, but your, your ideas and your, just the general feeling of it is just so right on to how I feel as I, you know, that's exactly how they are for me. You know what I mean? And I'm not afraid for my dogs. Good. And I I think I do have to, I do have to say though, I do have free range chickens like my chickens, uh, and I do share sometimes with the foxes and because we have a, wa- a lot of wildlife. But when a fox gets a chicken, there's always feathers. Yes. Um, yes. But, and I count my chickens and I don't know, sometimes there's chickens missing and, uh-huh. and there's no feathers. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. But I don't, I don't have a problem with that at all. So I don't know if that has actually part of it or you know but I do notice sometimes there's chickens missing um and they free range all over the yard right so they're all over the place they are known for for taking chicken sometimes this same lady Vonnie I'm talking about her uh she's been on on my show before and uh where she lives up in Queensland the the chickens do go missing they they Mm -hmm. manage to well they, they get into the chicken coop through something mm-hmm, that can only be opened with somebody with yeah. hands um, <laughs> and That's... make off with chickens, but there's no mess. They don't leave any feathers. There's no, no. they're just gone. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't mind sharing a chicken every now and then. That, that wouldn't bother me um, at all, sharing some of my <laughs> no. some of my stuff with them. It wouldn't bother me at all. No, and that's the key is because I lock them in this gate at night when they go into this area and then I count them as they go in. And then in the morning um, when I let them out, I'm counting them as they're going out, right? So it's so obvious that there's, you know, (laughs) (laughs) there's no feathers or anything like that. And there's nothing that's been in there that's like a fox or an owl or anything like that, because you can definitely tell the sign of that. But (laughs) it's kind of funny. I'm getting the very strong feeling, Tammy, that you have hairy friends on your property (laughs) uh, and uh, and they want to make friends. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I do have to make the next step. And this was so important to me to talk with you, Sarah. Oh, I'm so I'm so glad you, you did. <laughs> oh no, and I really yes. appreciate you sending me a reminder because I I was I did I got I did get your email initially, but then it, things got lost in the I I get mm-hmm. so many emails, and I was particularly I at that stage. Yes. So I just I really appreciate mm-hmm. you sending me a reminder and saying, "Hey, I mm-hmm. sent you an email. Get back to me," because that was. <laughs> It took me a lot to write that email and um, mm-hmm. I'm so glad you did and you didn't take it personally because I, I, it does happen sometimes when you get such a volume of emails in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping now, I've actually stepped away from Australian Yowie Research and um, yes. uh, we'll be working just by myself and not doing those interviews with, uh, mm-hmm. with Australian Yowie Research now. You're doing... S- 
you're doing an important job and of course there's a season for everything and I, I'm sure that that was a very difficult thing for you to leave there but you have such an important job and I know that we don't know each other but I do keep you in my prayers and in my thoughts because of what is happening like the care and the safe space that you're giving to people um, and this is such an important thing. So you're on to bigger and better things, I think. <laughs> oh, Tammy, thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm so grateful to you for keeping me in your prayers. That's really special. That means a lot to mm. me. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, yes, well, we, we better wrap it up because it's probably getting quite late over there. Please keep in touch and let me know how you go. I'll send you Daryl's uh, a link to his Thanks website. I know mm-hmm. that he's... Um, Get in touch with him first. Send him an email or, or get in touch with him on Messenger. I'll, I'll send you a uh, – he has a Three Worlds uh, Messenger as well. So okay. um, you can send him a message through that and, and say that you'd like to book a session and he can tell you what the price is mm-hmm. for Canadian dollars because he I think on mm-hmm. his website it might be in euros because he's in Europe. Um, mm-hmm. or might even be in Swedish chrono. I'm not, I can't remember now. But um, I'll put you in touch with him and then you can you can follow that up. And, I would love that. Thank um, you. And let me know how you go reaching out to your, your Sasquatch friends there. I'd I love to hear wait. how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the first thing I'm going to do is get that special spot for an offering, Yes, you know, and, and begin that way. And then, like, I could feel something in the garden then, you know, to, to reach out, not just stand there like and not do anything you know if I could say something then maybe that'll begin the communication so yeah Yeah. thank you give it a go I I can't wait to hear how you go and that was the gorgeous Tammy from Saskatchewan in Canada Tammy I know you'll be listening thank you so much for reaching out to me to share your story with me and with the Yowie Central listeners it was a really special conversation and I'm very grateful to you from the bottom of my heart for sharing with us so people what did you make of that and what did you make of the words ancient wisdom that Tammy was hearing in her mind let me know. You're more than welcome to send me an email, but you can also let me know in the Yowie Central Facebook group if you like. I will post the drawing that Tammy sent me in the Yowie Central Facebook group in the comments under the link for this show. Coming up in the next few shows, I had an absolutely captivating chat with the psychic medium I mentioned in my chat with Tammy. Karen is quite a remarkable woman. She's a mind-expanding, incredibly gifted psychic healer who not only communicates with and sees Yowies, but also many other entities, including a leaf man and various races of ETs. And of course, the Yowie reports are still coming in, so I've got heaps of fascinating stuff coming up to share with you in the future. Don't forget, the more we talk about this subject, the more we normalise it for everyone and it's my hope that people face less ridicule when they talk about their experiences and hopefully, if and when people do see these beings, they're not quite as traumatised as they might be when they didn't even know these beings existed. And maybe, just maybe, if we educate people about Yowies, 
And we let people know that they're not monsters, but an intelligent, sentient people will be able to protect them from people hunting them and destroying their bush homes. Well, that's all I've got for you today, my friends. Yowie Central will be back in a few weeks. Don't forget, if you've seen a Yowie or experienced something strange and mysterious that's blown your mind, we'd love to hear about it. And most likely, it will help other people who've been through traumatic, terrifying experiences feel not so alone. So get in touch with me via yowiecentral at gmail.com or via the Yowie Central Facebook group, or via Messenger, Twitter, or Instagram. And just before I sign off, a little note about the Facebook group. Don't forget, if you want to join that group, you must agree to the group rules. We're really strict on no trolls and no ridiculing, no laughing at people. And if you feel like you can't follow those rules, then the group is not for you. So we do expect everyone who wants to participate in the Facebook group to agree to those rules and adhere to them and to participate in that group in a really friendly, supportive way. Catch you soon. Stay safe. Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch. diamond ring your fancy jacket won't be worth a dime when you're sucking the blood right out of your spine When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.